0: Welcome to our
1: service podcast. Each week, we will have a different presentation, including different chants, different speakers, and different Dharma messages. In this program, we will participate in both seated and standing meditation, sutra chanting, and a Dharma message. From this program, we hope that you can gain some insight into the Buddhist teachings and into yourself.
2: Please be seated, and we will prepare for seated meditation. Whether you're in a chair or on the floor, you want to sit with your back very straight, shoulders relaxed, eyes half open, half closed, gazing at a spot two or three feet in front of you on the floor at about a 45 degree angle, hands placed in your lap. Try to find a position uh, that we can hold without fidgeting. This is a prescribed, suggested posture, uh, but feel free to modify it as you see fit. Meditation's not supposed to be agony so the suggested posture is to sit with a very straight back whether you're sitting on the floor or in a chair you want your back very straight you don't want to have any weight leaning forwards or back it can cause stress or left to right we suggest you kind of rock forwards and backwards until you find that spot front to back that's balanced and then you could rock left to right until you feel balanced in the middle And then you want to have your eyes half open and half closed, gently gazing at a spot in front of you on the floor at about a 45 degree angle. We suggest this because if you have your eyes completely closed, it's easy to become drowsy and sleepy. And if your eyes are completely open, it's easy to be distracted by motion or light in the room. And then breathing, it's suggested that you breathe in through your nose by forming a vacuum with your tongue and the roof of your mouth leaving your jaw relaxed and open about a half an inch, and then breathe through your nose, down into your diaphragm, down into your stomach. The other thing you can do, there's a couple positions for your hands. You could take your left hand and place it in the palm of your right hand, touch the tips of your thumbs together, and then hold that in front of your lower abdomen with your elbows out. Another posture is to take the tips of your finger and thumb and touch them together on each hand. And then pointing the remaining three fingers away from you, placing the back of your hands onto the top of your thighs, and be aware of your thoughts. Don't judge them, and just watch them come and go. It takes time, but it works. And we will begin with gassho. In Buddhism, gassho is a form of bowing. Uh, it's much like uh, namaste in yoga, and gassho literally means to put one's palms together. So what we do is we place our left and right hand together with our palms and then we uh, hold our thumbs and our hands against our chest or sternum and then we have our hands held at about a 45 degree angle and then we slowly bow forwards another 45 degrees until our hands are parallel with the ground and then we come up and this is called ga It's a Buddhist bowing, a posture of humility and respect and refuge. And after we ga show, we say Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabhutsu, Namu And that is the sound of enlightenment, much like Namaste. And we say it to each other, and we're saying it as we receive the teachings and as we are with the Buddha in this meditation service. Place your hands together, and we will bow in ga show. And then at the sound of the bell, we'll begin, and then we will end with the bell.
0: Please join me in gassho. Nam dots nam dots nam dots nam dots nam dots Take a moment to stretch your legs, and we will have standing meditation.
3: The feet should be about shoulder width apart, with the knees bent slightly. Upper body position is the same back straight and centered, shoulders relaxed, eyes half open. Standing in this way is a reminder that we can extend this way of being to our life when we're not engaged in meditation per se. We might be having to wait for someone to arrive or wishing some person would help us. They don't seem to be interested in our problem. Instead of becoming upset and agitated, we can have a moment of standing meditation. Please put your hands together in gashou, bow. Namo Amidabutsu, Namo Amidabutsu, Namo Amidabutsu, Naman Dabutsu, Naman Naman
0: We will
1: begin our second seated meditation. Please be seated. You can resume your former position. Again, back straight, Eyes lowered, hands resting comfortably in your lap, legs crossed, or sitting in a chair. We will begin at the sound of the bell.
0: Please put your
1: hands together in gasho and bow. Namo Ami Dabutsu, Namo Ami Dabutsu, Namo Ami Dabutsu, Namo Ami Namo Ami
0: We
3: will now have sutra chanting. A sutra is a sacred scripture from Buddhism. These originated long ago in India and in China. The text that we chant Is actually Chinese, a translation from Sanskrit originals. Is it necessary to understand the meaning of what we're chanting? Of course, not at the outset. We don't know anything about it when we first begin. But I believe that we should aim to understand what the sutra is teaching us. We should have a basic awareness of its content. These are the teachings of our Shin Buddhist tradition, after all. For that reason, we provide in the Shin Buddhist service book some pages of explanation and some English translations. What we experience by chanting, I would say, has three aspects. The first aspect is meditative, like sitting or standing or breathing. Chanting forces us to focus our attention on the present moment, and it helps to calm our minds. Second, there is a ritual aspect. We are reenacting something that's taken place countless times over the centuries. We are connecting with the many followers of our Buddhist tradition who have chanted these same words, and we are gaining a sense of oneness with the other people who are chanting at this time, perhaps listening to this podcast. Third, there is a learning aspect. This is to gain a little bit of knowledge of what the meaning of the characters that we chant are, and we do that separately, I would say, from actual chanting.
2: All right we're going to chant uh, Jusege on page 39. Jusege is another poem or verse that can be found in the larger sutra. First you have the Sambutsuge, then you have the 48 vows by the aspiring student claiming and proclaiming his desire to seek Buddhahood. And then after that Jusege stands for repeated vows. So three of these 48 he considers to be the essence of his practice and he repeats these three vows. And again, italicized lines are leader lines, open circles are bells. Underlines are a beat and a half. And that means the next kanji character or sound is going to get a, a half beat. And we chant down the first column, reading left to right. And then down the second column, reading left to right. And then as we get about two thirds of the way down the second column, you'll see that line has all underscores on it. Ko, ku, show, ten, nin, so we're slowing down. I've mentioned before that the first two bells means we're beginning a chant, and then that single bell there means that we're changing a section. And it's a little bit like a train. You start out chanting slow, you speed up, and then you come into the station and slow down. And then we do namuami Dabatsu Dabutsu as we do on all of our chanting, and then we end with the Ekoku.
4: Ah, <speaking> gon, <in Hebrew> <speaking in Hebrew> et que...
5: Butsu, Namu Amida Butsu, namanda Butsu. A couple of years ago, I was going through physical therapy for a hip injury. Unlike some other injuries that I'd had, that one was slow to heal, frustratingly so. I wasn't able to take my usual long walk several times a week. I had to stop using the elliptical trainer for my cardio exercise. I found out the hard way that I had to be careful about the way I moved so I didn't re-injure myself. During that time when I was recovering from my injury, I led a meditation service at the temple. As I led the service, I was in a significant amount of pain much of the time. I had forgotten to take an ibuprofen that morning, so as I sat on the chair, I could feel my hip and back burning with pain. I shifted around a bit, trying to get more comfortable, and I had to fight the urge to stand up and walk around. Now I'm going to let you in on a secret. When I am leading a service, during the times when everyone is meditating, I myself am usually not meditating. I sit down, stand up, and sit down again. When everyone else does, But while they are focusing on their breath and observing their thoughts and letting them go, my mind is racing. I've got one eye on the clock, keeping track of the time. I'm worrying in advance about whether my voice will stay on pitch during the chanting. I'm scolding myself for not ringing the bell hard enough. And on that particular night of leading the meditation service, what I was doing was thinking about how much physical pain I was in. I was literally wondering whether I could make it through meditation without getting up and moving around and stretching to relieve the pain. I silently scolded myself for stupidly forgetting to take my pain medication. I worried whether the walk I took two days before had re-injured me. I wondered whether the pain was going to become a permanent part of my life. My thoughts chased each other around and around. And, although my pain was physically happening in the present moment, my thoughts were focusing on mistakes I might have made in the past that caused or contributed to the pain, and on worrying about the pain I might suffer in the future. But as I was sitting there, I was thinking about the words of instruction that I had given at the start of the meditation, and I realized that I was not following my own advice. I said you might hear noises in the room or outside, but to just register their presence and move on. I said that thoughts will arise in your mind, but that you can observe them, without attaching to them, and let them go. But there I was, thinking obsessively about the pain in my body and clinging to my thoughts about them. It dawned on me that instead of obsessively thinking about my pain, maybe I could try observing it. So I tried to relax my mind. I closed my eyes. I took slower, deeper breaths. Instead of fighting the pain in my back and hip, I tried to really sink down into that pain and examine it. I asked myself, where is my pain exactly? What is the quality of my pain? Is it sharp? Is it dull? Is it throbbing? Does it feel like pins and needles? Does it start in one place and radiate out? Does it feel hot or cold? As I sunk into my pain, really experiencing it, oddly, I actually started to feel less pain. I wasn't thinking about the causes or the consequences or the future course of my pain. It was just a physical sensation and it seemed to hurt less than before. It occurred to me that perhaps my thoughts about my pain were causing me more suffering than the physical sensation itself. Maybe it was possible that my anxious and fearful thoughts had actually been feeding the pain. When I stopped resisting my pain and instead absorbed it and examined it in a non-judgmental and inquiring way, it seemed to stop fighting back. I'm not saying that pain is purely an idea, that it's all in our minds. I'm not denying the physical reality of pain that arises from disease or injury or aging. But what I saw from my own experience is that it is possible to work with pain, to observe it, to meditate on it in the same way that we can treat our other thoughts when we are sitting here during our meditation session. Pain can be our teacher. Namo Amida Butsu. Namo Amida Butsu. Namo Amida Butsu. Namanda Butsu. Namanda Butsu. Namanda
1: This concludes our podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening and gained something from this segment. Please join us again and thank you. Today's program was presented by
5: Minister's Assistant Janice Hirohama, Reverend John Turner
1: Reverend Ellen
3: Crane and Minister's Assistant James Pollard
1: Executive Producers Reverend John Turner and Jim Scott Produced by the Buddhist Education Center of Orange County Buddhist Church Anaheim, California, USA Directed and engineered by Reverend John Turner edited by Jim Scott. This program includes excerpts from Time Stood Still by Riley Lee, used with permission.
3: This program is copyright 2021 by the Orange County Buddhist Church and I'm California, USA. All rights reserved.
1: For more information about this or other podcasts, groups, and activities, BCE classes, or temple services, visit us on the web at ocbuddhist.org.